Money FM 89.3, best of drive time. Culture Club. Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon. It is drive time. Elliot Danka, Timothy Go, and Chua Chien Tien with you. It's time now for Culture Club. We've heard of quiet quitting and the buzzword these days, quiet hiring. As if it's a bad thing. Uh, it's a new <laughs> workplace buzzword, as you said. Trust me, um, it is. <laughs> and, uh, well, we're all aware of what it is, I think. Yeah, yeah. Quiet hiring has been practiced for a very long time. We're all, yeah. We've all been through it. I don't want to say we've all been victims of it because we all learned from it. I and became better people it, and better at things that we probably didn't know about before. It's the day and age where there's a buzzword to everything, right? <laughs> there's a term to everything. And it's uh, that society we live in where it's all about awareness. Yes. Perhaps, perhaps. It is awareness. Yep. But uh, yes, uh, this buzzword, quiet hiring. And with the current economic crisis we're, we're facing and labor crisis, threats of recession may explain the emergence of this new workplace buzzword. Yeah, according to Gartner, this focus on mobilizing internal talent to address organizational needs can be a win-win exactly. for both the company and the employee. Well, that's how I look at it. Me too. Uh, yeah, but we be. are from a different generation. <laughs> Case in point. <laughs> uh, well, let's let's debate this quiet hiring. Is it a win-win for employers and employees? On the line with us is Dr. Aaron Ng, Assistant Professor, Singapore Institute of Technology. Dr. Aaron, good afternoon. How are you? Hey, good afternoon. I'm, I'm doing good. Welcome to the debate about quiet hiring. <laughs> uh, I suppose to start us off, maybe you could help us understand the term a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, quiet hiring basically is, you know, when an organization, they leverage on the current employee's capability, you know, to uh, do some uh, other tasks that they need someone to do and they don't need to recruit new full-time staff. I think the critical thing to note here is that you're actually kind of like getting someone from within to perform the task rather Mm -hmm. than to hire a brand new full-time employee. Doesn't sound so bad, really. I mean, we are. I mean, I speak for Elliot and myself. I think we are where we are today because we voluntarily wanted yeah. to be quiet hired. Yeah. I, mean, I can speak for myself. Yeah. I did tell my I want to do this. Yeah. I want to learn this. Yeah. I That's how we were raised in that sense. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I'll use my own leave to do this if you want me to. <laughs> um, but why is this such a negative thing now? Or why does it have this negative connotation uh, today? Well, I guess the negative connotation and the pushback comes from the other quiet buzzword, which is quiet quitting. So you see that uh, there has been a lot of talk about quiet quitting, about how employees, they feel that, okay, maybe they have been too too burned out, they've been asked uh, to do too much, and so they're just going to uh, do the bare minimum to get by so that they don't get fired. So that's uh, quiet quitting. So mm. quiet hiring is kind of like the, the polar opposite, if mm. you will. So in a way, you know, it gets that negative connotation because, I mean, if you want to uh, do quiet hiring and if you want to be considered for quiet hiring, you naturally have to be someone to go a little bit above and beyond your original job scope. You have a willingness to, to try new things, take on more and that obviously philosophically is kind of like uh, against the quiet critters, right? Who feel yeah. that they have been tasked with too much. Yeah. Dr. Aaron, in the past, uh, it's a very local term. We used to call it spoil market. <laughs> spoil market, yes. Uh, local term, yes. 
But we've talked about the negative side of it. I mean, surely there is more of a positive side. The quiet quitters, are they more worried about this since they just want to do the minimum anyway? What? Well, I think at the end of the day, it really depends on your individual, the individual's worldview, right? So I think for people who are like, you know, they thrive on new experiences and all these kind of things. I mean, there is an upside because they don't have to leave a place that Mm -hmm. they are already familiar with and they can contribute in a higher capacity. And hopefully the employer recognizes this and rewards the employee accordingly, not just in terms of say salary, but also perhaps opportunities for career advancements or even skills training and things like that. Well, the opportunities you're talking about, career advancement, skills training, perhaps a, what do you call this, a promotion Mm. down the road, um, this is all part of an employee's, what do you call that, long-term outlook they should be looking at, right? Using quiet hiring as part of their talent strategy. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing about quiet hiring is that we are not uh, looking at just kind of like promotion in your original job role, but you could move across the other job roles. Like, for example, you might originally be customer facing, right? And Mm -hmm. then you perhaps uh, out of your own interest, you took up some courses uh, on data analytics and the company actually now is uh, considering hiring someone to do data analytics. But now you have this new skill set and then you know that your company needs someone like that and you could then say, hey, maybe I can give it a shot. And then if you go over to the new role, you do well. And then that is something, a career advancement that's very different from what you were hired originally for. Dr. Aaron, you describe it so well, right? That seamless transition that should be available for a lot of employees. But what about companies that use quiet hiring as a form of exploitation? How can I recognize this? Yeah, so this is where, you know, the ideal is really for a win-win situation. So the employee is willing to step up or at the bare minimum, willing to try, get trained, and the company uh, rewards the employee accordingly. But of course, the concern is when employers don't take an enlightened view and they think that, okay, I'm going to just pay you the same amount, but I'm just going to get you to do more stuff because that would result in the inverse scenario, right? So the Mm -hmm. person might really be very enthusiastic at the beginning, but you just turn him into a quiet quitter. Or worse, uh, instead of a quiet quitter, a literal quitter. And literally quitting can have a serious cost to an organization because it takes time for you to hire someone and you have to go through uh, rounds of interviews. You don't know when that person is coming and when Mm -hmm. the person comes, it's uh, someone completely new. You don't know whether they'll fit the culture. There's a probation period. If it doesn't fit, and you know, this this thing can drag on and on. So the employer has to balance, right, the long-term consequences of losing this person by kind of like exploiting him versus, you know, the gains, short-term gains, right? That, okay, I have someone that I can uh, quickly, you know, exploit and do more and get away with paying with his salary. Mm. Dr. Ong, you brought up a good point there. So the quiet quitter might just quit. And then with armed with new experiences as well, right? This employee can go to another person and say, hey, I did this for this company and learn how to do this. And 
I'm ready to do more. Well, I mean, if you have the necessary skill sets, I mean, definitely companies, if you fit the role, they will uh, hire you. But really, I think uh, when it comes to quiet hiring, mm -hmm. the main thing is we're trying to get people not to move around, especially in the current landscape where the labor market is generally tight, uh, both locally and in a lot of places in the world. But yet at the same time, we're facing economic slowdown and, you know, pressure to keep costs down. So there, there is the struggle to find uh, new talent and try to retain top performers for in-demand skills. So I think the employer, right, uh, and the employee both need to recognize that, you know, if they both play their part, then it really uh, works out really well for everyone. Yeah, that's what I was going to bring up. The competition in the labor market, employee side, employer side, you need to, you know, work on it. Because, yes, indeed, because indeed. you know, if you if you lose a good worker because you didn't recognize this person for their quiet uh, hiring capabilities mm. or or things that they have done for you, they will go somewhere else and you lose a talent. So, yes. you know, the employers will need to recognize that as well. Yes, definitely. And for the employee, I think um, they also should adopt the mindset that if you have uh, different skill sets and you don't mind going out of your comfort zone and your employer recognizes that, you can do work in a few different domains, that actually is a form of increasing your own job security. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. if they're going to ask someone, they're going to ask someone who can only do stuff in one domain, right? Because you can do stuff in three or four different domains. Mm. So this is another way in which right. you can kind of promote your own job security if you're willing to uh, step out of your comfort zone and, you know, be quietly hired for other roles because they know that, oh, you were originally capable of doing this and yeah. now you can do that. Do you have advice in this area? And, and the reason I ask this is because you will have employees who are just desperate, who read about it in the news about how companies are laying off people and they're desperate to keep their job. Obviously, you don't want to go through quiet hiring without being noticed how can I, if let's say I'm in that position, how can I approach this conversation with my boss to ensure that I'm benefiting from taking on extra responsibilities and my boss is aware of it? Well, if you ask me, I think a lot of it boils down to really being a little bit more proactive. Like, you know, uh, often the the supervisors or the managers might be asking, okay, there's someone who's willing to do this thing because uh, we currently don't have someone for this role. And if it's uh, not something that requires some kind of professional accreditation, you can yeah. say that, okay, boss, I mean, I'm not experienced, but uh, I'm willing to give it a try. I'll okay. just uh, give me some time to find out and then I'll take on a bit of it. So slowly you kind of build, yeah, you build that kind of reputation as, okay, I may not know how to do it now, but uh, let me find out and then people know that, okay, so that's the guy who is proactive, who's right, willing to learn, who's right. willing to try, and that's where they remember you and uh, you keep yourself at the top of people's uh, mind and that's where the opportunities will come a little bit more uh, easily. Probably not a good idea to go and, and knock on people's doors and say that, okay, now I'm willing to cross. I mean, uh, people might yeah. be like, okay, um, are, are you sure you don't want to set the bar up to some people just send email at 9pm see I'm still working yeah exactly <laughs> just to add to what Dr. Ong was saying about you know telling your boss communicating all yeah, these yeah. things it is also important for the ones who are willing to be quiet hired to tell the boss like if I screw up don't use it against me in my appraisal wow any thoughts Dr. Yeah. Aaron? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about setting uh, expectations. I mean, you really don't want to over-promise mm -hmm. and under-deliver. You yeah. probably want to under-promise and over-deliver. Exactly.
It's a relationship there, yes. isn't it? We've been speaking with Dr. Aaron Ng, Assistant Professor, Singapore Institute of Technology. Dr. Aaron, thank you for your time. Take care and have a great Wednesday evening. All right, you too. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.